You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast recorded with Hashem's never-ending kindness right here in Ramat Beit Shemesh, Israel, 5768-2008. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Akev. In this week's Parsha, there's a very constant theme that keeps running through every single, almost every single statement of Moshe Rabbeinu. And I'd like to discuss this theme. And Moshe Rabbeinu, again, as we've mentioned, so this this whole book, this book of Devarim, this book of Deuteronomy, so it's all Moshe Rabbeinu's speech, his final speech to the people of Israel, his advice, his guidance to the people of Israel, what they have to do in order to enter the land of Israel, and what they have to do in order to to recognize and to continue in their course of action, in that tafkid, the purpose that God has set out for them. So we find throughout this week's parasha, what is this topic, what is the theme? The theme, I would say, clearly here, is the concept that one has to place his faith completely in Hashem and recognize that everything that happens to a person, everything is from Hashem. And a person has to realize that there's nothing else besides Hashem. Nothing, nothing, nothing. A person thinks, yadi. we have that verse in this week's parasha, it's my strength, it's my power that's able to, to accomplish these things. A person thinks that in Parnas, in his livelihood, that he's the one who's doing everything, that he's the one that's pulling all the, 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 all the different things together that make him that money. A person thinks that he's the one who's created the talents, or he's developed his talents. A person thinks that everything comes from him, but it's not true. Everything comes from Hashem. That's the lesson. This week's parasha talks a lot about the man. It talks about the fact that the people of Israel, when they were in the, the Midbar, when they were in the desert, so there was this miraculous food that they ate every single day. According to the Ramban, it was in the schus and the merit of Moses, of Moshe Rabbeinu, that they got this man. But nevertheless, every single day, they had something that was coming down from them, it was raining down from heaven, this miraculous food. And their clothes, they didn't lay balsam aleichem, the clothes did not wear out. Unbelievable things, all of these miracles that were occurring to them, Moshe Rabbeinu was reminding them all these things that they saw with their own eyes, and, the, and Egypt was totally decimated by Hashem, all of this in order that they were, would be brought to these lessons, to the hakar, to the understanding that everything is from Hashem. Every single thing that goes on in life, it doesn't matter if it's miraculous or it's natural, the natural is also miraculous, everything that we see in life. It all comes from Hashem. Now, what I want to focus on is this particular point that Moshe Rabbeinu points out. He says, you're going to come into the land of Israel. What's going to happen? You're going to get to the point you're going to become very fat. You're going to get very satiated. You're going to become rich. And everything's going to run your way. Everything's going to be very smooth. And at a certain point, you're going to say to yourselves, Hashem, Hashem's the one who gave this to me. Nah, I did it myself. That's what's going to happen. And you're going to say, I'd like to read you the verses. So we have it right here in chapter 8. Beginning at verse 11, or even before that, let's go back to verse 10. You're going to eat, you're going to be satisfied, you're going to bless Hashem. Let's skip down to verse 11. Be very careful, says Moshe Rabbeinu to the people of Israel. Don't forget Hashem. Heaven forbid you shouldn't stop from keeping the commandments, from keeping those laws that I'm commanding you today. What's going to happen? Verse 12. You're going to eat. You're going to be satisfied. You're going to build these beautiful houses and you're going to live there. And all of your cattle is going to become great. You're going to have lots of money. Everything that you have, all of your monetary gains, all of your physical realities are going to become very great. Here's the mistake. Here's what happens. Your heart's going to get very high. You're going to forget Hashem your God. Who took you out from the land of Egypt? And all these kindnesses, he goes on to say, all the kindnesses that Hashem has done, He protected you and He took care of you. And He gave you the money, He gave you this food to eat. 
now we're skipping to verse 17. It is my power, my own power of my hand that has brought about all of my success. That's what a person will say. So that's what he says, verse 18. God is the one who gives you the power to have success. Only by remembering that do we have the ability that Hashem will uphold His covenant and continue to provide us with all of the good. Now, what I want to do here is I want to give you a little bit of a psychoanalysis, so to speak, of the people of Israel, of, of ourselves. Why does it happen? Why does it happen this way? That Hashem gives us success and all of a sudden we start to, we start to believe that it's really from us. We really believe that. We really think that. Why does it happen? We look around, look around the state of Israel right now and you look at what's happening in the upper echelons of society, of the, of the government and the, and the, and Sahal, the, the army. Everyone thinks that they're in charge, even though you look at the pathetic state of affairs, you look at what's going on what all these people are doing, all of the corruption and what happened in the second Lebanon war two years ago, and all of the things that are going on and how can they continue to think that they're really in charge, if you look back over the years at all of the wars, the wars clearly show that there was nothing here, there was nothing less than a miracle that was going on every single time Hashem was fighting for us how can someone believe in his right mind <laughs> unbelievable thing, the, the Rosh Memshallah, the Prime Minister of Israel right now he said about himself, there's so many corruptions going on in his thing, and he's constantly being accused of all kinds of different things that he's done wrong and he's and he himself said that in order to survive in the Middle East in order for the Jewish state to survive it only survives on miracles so he said about his own political career I will also survive somehow there will be some kind of miracle but the Whatever the understanding of is it, the fact that he said that, whatever the case may be, but there is a statement there that's that's certainly true, and the truth is that the only way you can survive, only the way the people of Israel are surviving right now in the Middle East, amongst millions, millions upon millions of Arabs who want to destroy us, is only because of miracles. And how can we? We can't deny that. So how can they think? How can a person believe that it's my own power that has accomplished this? Where do we get off thinking that? And to answer that question, I'd like to. I just noticed a very interesting thing in the psychology of a person. And it happened a few weeks ago. My wife has created some kind of small camp. And, you know, she was up nights preparing for this camp, all kinds of different arts and crafts projects. And one of the things that she did was she, she cut out these shapes of a, of a person, a little person. And she cut out pants for someone who wanted to make it into a boy, and a little skirt for someone who wanted to make it into a girl, and little bows and little eyes, and all the different things that the children would be able to do. They were able to paste the things on and make their little creations. And the next day, so she, she brought them out, and all the kids were doing this, this project. And when they completed the project, they were incredibly proud of this project that they had made. And each one, you know, I put the eyes in, you know, in his spot, and you know, this one put the little bow on this part of the head, and this one put the little skirt a little bit higher, a little bit lower, whatever it was. Each one had his own unique way of creating this little doll. And what I was struck with was that each child, you know, I knew how much effort that my wife had put in to making all these little figures for them to be able to make this project. And I knew that really, who was the one that made all of these little dolls? It wasn't these little kids. It was my wife who put in all the effort. And all I had to do was stick on the skirt here, stick on the eyes here. I mean, it was a simple thing to do. But nevertheless, each child, each and every kid really felt like he had created this little doll. They really felt like they had done it. And it's, a hu it's human nature, and it's an important part of human nature, and I want to explain why it is this way. But we find it not just there for little children, but it's true for all of us. You know, I'll give you an example of something that I've done recently that I noticed the same exact thing happened. You know, a part of what I do for a living is that I have, I have a studio in my house, 
That's how I record these podcasts. And with this studio, so I do different things. So people have come to me and they've recorded stuff. And then I'll take the what they've done and I'll process it. So people can, I have a certain program that people can sing very off-key. And this program I have is called Melodyne. And I can actually take their voice and make them sound like they sang it perfectly. Unbelievable thing. It's an unbelievable program, expensive program. And so recently I was working on some song that they had sung, and they sounded horrible. They really sounded bad. And I went through, it took me, I don't know what it was, 20 minutes or half an hour to fix all of the vocals, all of, this, all of their singing. And at the end, I really felt like, wow, look what I did. I created this beautiful song. I, I felt like I did something. The truth was I didn't make up the song. I didn't make the music. I didn't even sing anything. All I did was take the vocals, the singing, and I fixed it. But I felt like I had done something. I felt connected to this song. This song now is a part of me. And it's an unbelievable thing. Whenever we take raw materials, Hashem made it this way. Hashem put it in our psyches. That when we take raw materials and we make something out of it, we associate ourselves with something. We put an effort into something. Even though the results may not be completely a result of our own efforts, nevertheless, when we've invested that time and effort into something, we feel connected to it. We feel like it's something that we have done. And that's a natural way, and it's important that it be that way. Why did Hashem ingrain this into our minds? Why did God program us this way? And the answer is for a very, very important reason. The reason is because Hashem, He wants to give us the ultimate good. He wants the reason why He created the entire world, the purpose of creation. Here it is, folks. This is what we've all been waiting for. What's the reason why we were, we were created? What's our purpose in life? It's all in order to be able to connect to Hashem in the most ultimate way possible. Because when we connect to God, we experience, and not in this world per se, we can experience it to a certain extent in this world, but the ultimate experience of God is in the next world. And that's when we only experience God's good and the connection that we have to God. When we experience that, that's the most ultimate delight, the ultimate enjoyment in all of creation is that experience. But Hashem, God, in His infinite wisdom, He wanted it to be for us, not just something that He gives us for free. He wanted us to feel like we have earned that feeling. We have earned that closeness to Him. That's why He created this world. That's why He put us in this world. That's why He put us in this world of action to choose between good and evil. Because even though the amount of Bechir that we have, the level of free choice that we have is very limited, what, what, would, what do we really choose in life? There's so many things that are, we're affected by. There's so many different things going on in life. The amount of choice that we have is very limited. But nevertheless, Hashem ingrained it in us, ingrained in our psyche, that when we choose something, when we get a little bit involved in something, when we change something, a little bit, we feel connected to it. We feel like we have earned that thing. We feel like now it's ours. And Hashem wanted us to feel like it's ours when we when we connect forever. You know, we're going to be enjoying, basking in the light of Hashem. Near Hashem, with God's help, we'll be basking in His eternal light for all time, forever. It will be embarrassing for us if we don't feel like we've earned it. That's why Hashem put us in this world. That's why we have a choice in this world. We have a choice. We can either, Hashem is going to give it to us as a present, and we'll feel embarrassed for all time, or Hashem will give it to us because we have earned it. That's our job in this world. You know, every time we choose to do a mitzvah, we are choosing to be a part of our eternity. We're choosing that we have earned our eternity. And it's not just going to be a present. It's not going to be something that we're embarrassed by, that we're getting as a present from God. That's why Hashem gave us this feeling. So now this feeling it has a positive purpose. Its purpose has is as we explained. However, it also has a danger. And the danger is that once we become involved in what's going on, we begin to think that it's only us. We begin to think that everything that we're accomplishing is only us. We begin to think that when we're working and we're making money, it's only us. We begin to think that if we're doing Kiruv, we're trying to bring other people, Jewish people, closer to Hashem. We're trying to bring them closer. We begin to think that we are doing it. 
That's a horrible mistake. The mistake is that we are not doing it. We, Hashem is doing everything. Hashem is giving us parnasi, He's giving us livelihood. Hashem is bringing Jews closer. True, it is my choice whether or not I want to be involved, whether I want to be somebody who's involved and chooses to bring others closer to Hashem. But Hashem ultimately is the one who's doing it. I'm taking the raw materials that Hashem has given me. I'm taking that little doll and I'm putting, I'm pasting on the eyeballs here and I'm taking the little skirt and pasting it on here. But really, it's from Hashem. Hashem is the one who gives me all the raw materials. And all I'm doing is a very small part. Hashem has created this unbelievable creation in order for us to feel, to, for us to really feel, and we do feel, and we are really doing something. But, it's, but we have to be sure that we're not making that mistake and thinking that everything is us. Because when we cross that line, we begin to say, We begin to say that all of our successes, all of our riches, all of the money that we have, everything that we've accomplished is all because of us. When we make that mistake, so then Hashem drops us, and then we see what we really can accomplish, heaven forbid, without His help. That's why we have to always recognize, we always have to realize that everything is from Hashem. That's the lesson of the man. The man says to us that everything is from Hashem. You can't do anything on your own. You can't survive in that wilderness for 40 years. There's no bread, there's no water, there's nothing there. You can't survive unless Hashem is giving it to you. That's why the people of Israel had to undergo that experience before they came into Israel. Because they needed to learn the lesson that everything is from Hashem. And now they were entering a brand new and difficult Nisayan, a brand new and difficult test. And that was the test of natural living. Living under the wings of Hashem and recognizing that even when we're living a natural way, we're living and we're constantly involved in providing for our families, we're constantly involved in all kinds of spiritual accomplishments as well. And we can start to think that it's our own efforts that are producing it. No, we have to stop there. Moshe Rabbeinu Moses is telling us, no, we have to stop and realize and recognize that every single thing that we have comes from Hashem. I want to bless you and me and all of us that we should always be able to recognize and see because if we look for it, we can see it. We have to look for it. We have to see it. I want to bless us all that we should be able to see Hashem's hand constantly involved in our lives, constantly guiding us and realize that the successes that we have are not our own successes, but it's all because of Hashem. He's giving us these successes. True, we have to have self-esteem. We have to realize that we are involved in it. We do take part, but it's Hashem who gives us the ability to be able to feel like we've accomplished something. We shouldn't take that too far. Hashem should bless us all. That we should merit to be able to feel close to Him. We should merit to real closeness to Him. Thank you so much for listening. Have a very good Shabbos.